Hi, I'm Elizabeth Noyce, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are joined by Christy Robinson of Cosplay Memphis and Mirror Bright Cosplay to talk about Supergirl cosplay. Welcome to Supergirl Radio, Christy. Thank you. I'm so excited. Well, we are excited to have you. And full disclosure to our listeners, Christy is a friend of mine. Um, I, I kind of think about it when I talk about Christy and her Supergirl cosplay experience. I think about that scene. I think it was in season two when Kara is talking to Snapper and Snapper's asking her her about her Supergirl connections and and Kara says well uh she you know she's a a close personal friend of mine so that's kind of how I think (laughs) about Christy you know I think about Christy as my my Supergirl uh close personal friend of mine uh so (laughs) so so I know Supergirl that's totally I totally know Supergirl um so um before we get talking about your uh cosplay experience Christy uh we need to get to the news Actress Angela Zhao from AMC's Hell on Wheels has been cast as a character named Dr. Grace Parker. Dr. Parker is described as, quote, a renowned surgeon in National City who has had quite a career in healing the sick and injured, unquote. Uh, Morgan, what do you think about this? Uh, do you, what, what were your first thoughts about Dr. Grace Parker? Huh. How about that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the actress from the show. Uh, and I've never heard of this character before. I, I don't, I guess, I don't think she's a comic book character. Maybe? Uh, I don't Maybe. know, actually. Oh. You know what? <laughs> Let, let's, let's go to the, the source of all knowledge, which is... Uh, the Google. Google. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard. And not that I am uh, a huge font of comic book knowledge, but... I hadn't heard of her before, so I'm, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of wondering why there needs to be a renowned surgeon. Like, does somebody get hurt really badly? I am a little concerned because that. I mean, if you need a surgeon, it's because your body needs fixing. So there's something that someone is going to maybe need a surgeon. I don't know. I I think that there is also a possibility that she might be another world killer. I don't know. Oh, I, I don't. I don't know how many world killers they're going to go with on the show. I know that in the comics, of course, there are four of them. Uh, we only know of two so far, uh, so maybe she might. But I. I don't know. It's also. I, this also came to my brain that you know, there's this whole dichotomy of Sam and and Rain 
being, you know, the, the world killers having the Kryptonian identity and the human identity. And I was like, well, this is far-fetched, but maybe it's <laughs> a renowned surgeon can split the identities. I don't know. I'm trying to think of things that she could possibly doing uh, be doing. But uh, so that's that's some casting news. Even during this horrendously long break that we have, we're still getting some casting news. So uh, that's something to look forward to. Uh, we'll, we'll have to find out who Angela Zhao is actually playing. All right, so that's going to wrap up our news because there's not much of it, but it was nice to get that. Uh, so, Christy, let's start talking about your cosplay experience because even though uh, Supergirl is a close personal friend of mine, there are a lot of things I don't know about your uh, <laughs> cosplay experience. So I'm very excited to hear about uh, what you've been doing as Supergirl. So, uh, first, I think we need to talk about your experience with the character of Supergirl. How did you first encounter her? Did you see her? Did you read something? Did you watch an animated series? What what first brought you to the character of Supergirl? I did not grow up with comics or like reading them or any of that, which is probably way different from from you guys and most of your listeners. I mean, everybody knows who Supergirl is, right? Just it's the um, iconic symbol and... So I probably, when I was a kid, was the first time that I, you know, heard about her, saw her. And one of the reasons that I like cosplaying as Supergirl is, you know, that she is so recognizable, especially to kids. Even if they don't know who Supergirl is, they recognize the S symbol and know that she's somehow related to Superman. <laughs> yes, that S is <laughs> that S is very recognizable. I've I've heard the the stat that it's the second most recognizable symbol in the world, uh, only second to the Christian cross. So it is a very recognizable wow. symbol. Uh, so it it is cool. Even when I I don't know about you, Morgan, but you know I have. Supergirl, Superman, S-Shield t-shirts. And so it is kind of something to wear when you need to feel a little more confident or sure of yourself. I have like a sweatshirt that has it on it. Yeah, so there is something to be said about that symbol. Um, So in terms of Supergirl, the TV show, how did you get uh, into watching that? Um, So I actually decided to watch the show because I wanted to cosplay the character. Oh, really? (laughs) Okay. Yes, it is very important to me to know the characters that I choose to play, at least a little bit. Um, So when I decided that I wanted to play Kara, I started watching the show, which was sometime during season one. I think this season was actually still going on at that time. And I would mainly watch it when my husband was busy or out of town. So, like, it's my show. We don't watch it together. <laughs> I do it by myself. And, and I really enjoy it. I enjoy having, like, my own show that I watch by myself. That's really cool. Um, so what do, you, what do you like about the Melissa Benoist version of the character and in terms of what you see of her on the show? So I don't really have any other versions to compare her with um, since I didn't grow up reading comics or anything. But I love the the way that she plays Supergirl. Um, I think she's so relatable. I probably feel the closest to her out of all the characters that I cosplay because I see a lot of myself in her. Um, one of the best things about playing her is that she's super awkward and like goofy. <laughs> so if if I say something awkward when I am Supergirl, then it's completely in character and it's great because it happens a lot. <laughs> Yeah, Kara sometimes, uh, she has those uh, human characteristics that 
uh, are pretty relatable. I, I agree that there are a lot of things in the the character of Kara, especially that uh, that I find very relatable. Uh, so I would agree with that. And and in terms of the show, what what are the things that you like about the show? Do you have any favorite episodes or or moments that stick out in your brain? The thing that I like about the show the most is Kara's relationships. Just the people like. Her people are her people, and she protects her people, and she loves her people, and she's loyal to her people, even when they make her mad. And then she's also so idealistic, too. And so I think, you know, that's just such a human problem. When your ideals and your loyalties um, are in conflict, then you are in great conflict. And I think that we see that a lot with Kara. Um, so I liked that about, like, when she kind of finds out in season two that... James and Wynn are team guardian and she's so mad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And to me, that was just an example of like, these are people that she loves and she feels betrayed because she doesn't agree with what they're doing. Um, And they were, you know, lying about it to her also. But, but I, I just, I really love, and of course her relationship with Alex is, is so, so special and sweet and, um, and so I like just the way that she is in her relationships and, um, the way that those play out on the show. And then, um, oh, favorite moment. Yes. That's what I was going to say. Um, when she stops the spaceship. Oh, uh, are you talking about from the episode Exodus? Yes. I was like pushing with her. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was so great. It was so great. And she just was so strong there, but also so vulnerable. I just loved it. Yeah, that's actually a really popular moment that a lot of viewers and even our listeners, uh, that I, I think that, that sticks out for a lot of people. I know it does for me in season two. That's when I think of season two, that's the moment I think of um, because that was a a huge moment for Supergirl. It was a huge moment for Carr and Alex. Um, so uh, yeah, I would agree. One of the standout moments of the show. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about Supergirl and your history, Supergirl. We've talked about the show and what you like about that. So let's talk about cosplay because this is an area of uh, fandom that I've sort of dipped my toes in, but I'm not great at it. So I could I could, <laughs> I could learn a lot about this. <laughs> Um, so how did you actually get into cosplay? What, what made you want to participate in it? My husband and I, so we're, we're a cosplay team. I should probably say that. Um, so we cosplay together and we started getting into costumes a little bit when we first got married. So, which was like 10 years ago, but that was just like putting stuff together for Halloween. We just had a lot of fun with it. Um, but it wasn't anything elaborate. And then in, I think, I think it was 2012 we decided to go to dragon con for the first time and to put together costumes and to be completely honest i was not excited about it <laughs> <laughs> um i didn't know what to expect with dragon con really i couldn't figure out what it was and i thought you just like went and met celebrities and that's not really something i was interested in so i was just like okay And um, then Daniel chose our costumes that year. He was just like, we are going to do characters from Bioshock Infinite, which is a video game that he was playing at the time. And it was very popular. And he looks just like Booker DeWitt, the main character from the game. And he thought that I would make a great Elizabeth, which is the female lead. 
And I just could not see it. And I didn't know <laughs> anything about this game. I mean, I knew about Bioshock a little bit. Um, but I didn't know the character. And like I said, I, it's 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 hard to play a character that you don't know anything about because you don't know anything about them. And so I was just like not latching onto this idea. And also it was um, it was not as easy to pull off as we thought. It's kind of one of those things that you think is going to be a closet cosplay, which is where you're just piecing together pieces of clothing that already exist or um, things that you might pull out of your closet. We thought we were going to be able to find these um, pieces for this costume and we were not able to find them at all. And so it started turning into like a sewing project and we don't sew. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so it wasn't going that well. And, um, but he was just like adamant about doing these costumes. And so um, we found out thankfully, um, like a couple of months before the con that we have a neighbor who is a fantastic seamstress and she was like, I'll make it for you. <laughs> like, it's no big deal. We've been calling these professional people and they're like, Oh no, we don't do that. And then she's like, Oh sure. I can do that. And she, um, just started cranking it out. And, um, and she actually made a lot of my Supergirl costume as well. Um, but she, she helped us a lot with that. And I learned about wigs, which are not that big of a deal, but I was <laughs> super freaked out about, you know, I was like, I can't play her. She's a brunette. Um, you can just wear a wig. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> um, and, and the costumes actually turned out great. Just like my husband said. <laughs> so he was completely right about that. And then we went to dragon con and we wore these costumes our first day of our first convention, which happened to be Dragon Con, which is huge. And so we get there and like this is first thing in the morning and there are like two people there. And, you know, it's like besides us, there's like two people there. And so these people are start yelling, Elizabeth, Elizabeth. And I was not responding at all. And Daniel was like, they're they want they're trying to get your attention. <laughs> That's your character. And they wanted to take a picture with me. In my costume, and people did that to us all day, and it was the best thing ever. I was totally hooked, and, like, just um, all these people wanted to come and talk to us and talk to us about our costumes, and we got to talk to them about their costumes, and I was like, where has this been all my life? And so <laughs> it was it was great, and that, yeah, I was totally hooked. I was there that year, and I will attest <laughs> to the fact that they were rock stars. Every time they, <laughs> they go around Dragon Con, I, I, I just kind of want to walk behind them because I feel cool just walking with them. Uh, you so, can be part of their squad. You know, I try to be the handler a little bit. Maybe yes. like take a you, picture. You are, yeah. Yeah, take a picture, whatever needs, you know, do you need me to get some coffee? Do you, do, I'll go get your lunch, whatever you need. I'm sort of like a personal assistant uh, just just so I can help participate. Um, so yeah, y'all y'all came out first Dragon Con, nailed it, totally nailed it. Um, so that that was pretty impressive. And Morgan, I know that you've been to several conventions. I know you go to San Diego Comic Con and New York Comic Con. What what's the cosplay like there? Oh yeah, like the cosplay there is crazy. Like just you'll see the most amazing things. I, I'm always in awe of of the people who who cosplay at the conventions because it just seems like there's so much work that goes into the cosplaying. But also, I think for me, it would just be so overwhelming. People with really good cosplay um, 
outfits, like, they can barely walk two steps before <laughs> people are, like, swarming them. I'm like, can I take a picture? And I'm like, oh, my God, this is, like, my nightmare, just <laughs> being surrounded by people taking my picture. So, but, but, I mean, the stuff that people come up with is just so good. It's, uh, like, it blows my mind. Yeah, there, there is, uh, I guess, the, the, the plus side and the, the downside of that is that, you know, it's, it's cool to have people take your picture, but then, like, you might also be trying to go somewhere. <laughs> so it might be tough to get from point A to, to point B. Um, so, Christy, for somebody who is listening to this and has no idea what to do about cosplay but is interested in it and wants to find kind of how to start, how, how, what, what advice would you give to that person? Are there resources that they can go to? What would you suggest that they they try out if they want if they want to get into cosplay? There's a few things that I would suggest. Um, don't do what what I did, <laughs> uh, which is play a character that you know nothing about. Um, even though that was really fun and um, and I learned about the character. Just for the record, you know, I'm like reading about Bioshock Infinite in my, in my spare time, trying to learn about this character. Um, and that's a really cool game, by the way. Um, but I guess a few things that, you know, play a character that you, that you like and are familiar with, because I think that would make it more fun for you and maybe don't do something crazy. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest starting out with, um, like a fully armored thing. (laughs) You have to, um, learn everything at one time. Uh, maybe start out with something like Supergirl, uh, where you could, you know, order a pretty basic costume. Superheroes are great for that because their costumes are readily available for, for ordering usually. And and so you don't have to do a whole lot of work for it. Maybe just, just learn a little bit about makeup and how to do your hair like the character or like I did, you know, learn how to do a wig or, um, or where to get good wigs from. Um, just to where you're not having to do this huge involved project for something that you don't know if you're going to like or not. And then I would say go to a convention or some type of event where there are going to be other people in costume. And if you can cosplay with a group, I would highly recommend doing that because group cosplay is, is a lot of fun. Um, or I think it's fun. I don't know. Rebecca's done it with us before (laughs) and I think she had fun. I did. I did dip my toe in. We did Disney villains one year. Um, it was fun. and it was fun. <laughs> um, I did Maleficent. I did, I did okay. I think I did. Great. I think I did. I think I did okay. Uh, but it was, it was something that was pretty overwhelming for me, but I would agree that, you know, start with something that you like, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Maleficent. So, uh, that was exciting to do. So yeah, I wouldn't, I, I think starting small is a good, good suggestion. Yeah, for sure. And the other thing to remember is like what you did with, with Maleficent where you kind of created um, we were doing modern Disney villains. So you made like kind of a punky version of um, Maleficent and it was really, really cool and very creative. Um, But it was, it was a closet cosplay where you're just pulling together different pieces that you think represent that character well in a modern sense. Um, And I think that's a great way to get started with cosplay is to do something like a closet cosplay where you get to be a little bit creative in the way that you're representing your character. Um, But you're not necessarily having to make every piece from, you know, scratch or have it made. Um, And I think that's that's a fun way to go as well. Um, 
And then definitely choose something that's very recognizable for your first character. And you don't have to do that. I mean, if you're like, no, I don't want to be recognizable. I want to be unique. That's fine. Do your thing. (laughs) But if you're going to be somewhere where you're wanting to interact with people, um, then you need to be recognizable. People need to be able to tell who you are. Or, you know, a lot of times if people don't know who you are, they'll just come up and ask. And, you know, people are curious and they want to know. But it makes it a lot of fun. Like, you can get pulled in. Like, you know, we're cosplaying as CW Supergirl and The Flash, and we get pulled into group photos with, like, a green arrow, and I can't remember who else was in that group. Um, but, you know, it was, it was some more CW people at Dragon Con, and so we get pulled into this huge group shot of, of people, you know, just out on the, on the you know, con floor. And things like that just make it a lot of fun. And then uh, when your character is really recognizable... Um, then people will come and interact with you as your character. So, for instance, I can remember, I, I cosplay Princess Leia, um, and Star Wars is a, another huge genre that's great to cosplay. Um, there's so many characters. But I remember the first time I wore my Leia costume, some, like, stormtrooper walked by me and was, like, rebel scum. <laughs> and it completely caught me by surprise. I'm not, like, one of these people who's really good at acting or anything. But I was just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to say. And so I always have an, like an answer prepared for, I try to think about things like that. If people are going to say something to me, what I can come back with. But, um, but that, that aspect of it is a lot of fun too, being able to interact with people. So, um, so yeah, recognizable characters, um, easier costumes, nothing too elaborate for your first time. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite uh, like cosplay experiences that I witnessed uh, was actually at Dragon Con. It was many years ago, and I was charging my phone as you do at conventions. I, I don't, know, I don't know, Morgan, if you have these experiences. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, uh, you have to, you have to take many times out of your day to like charge your phone. Now I have external batteries that I take with me, or external they chargers. They run down so quickly. Yeah, uh, so I have like two or three external chargers that I take with me, and I'm just all, like constantly plugged in. But before that, <laughs> I had to actually find an outlet and plug in. And while I was sitting there, these two ladies who were the Wicked Stepsisters from uh, Cinderella were walking <laughs> around in one of the hotels, and they they were really committed. You talk about somebody who is playing the part. They were so committed to being those stepsisters, and they were, you know, sort of harassing people who were walking by and, <laughs> and, pe- and people who wanted to take their picture. Uh, they were like, no, get this side. This is my good side. They were hilarious. So um, <laughs> if, if you do cosplay, it is fun when you get to actually – commit to the character um, because that that was a, a very pleasant charging my phone experience because I just sat there <laughs> and I was thoroughly entertained. Um, so in terms of cosplaying as Supergirl, Christy, you mentioned your super suit and how your neighbor had sort of helped you put that together. What was that process like in trying to get all of those pieces together? Because there's, there's boots, there's the S-shield, there's the cape, all of that. How did that all come together for you? Now there are tons of CW Supergirl suits that you can just buy and they look awesome. So if you want to cosplay Supergirl, I would recommend doing that and not doing what I did. But (laughs) that was not the case. Um, It was still pretty early when I was putting my costume together pretty early um, in the show. Um, So you couldn't find them, you know, and I looked because I thought Supergirl, you know, it should be an easy costume to find. Nope. 
Um, so the first thing was I knew I would need a seamstress. So I asked my neighbor and she was totally on board. Um, and she did most of the work. So, um, definitely give most of the credit to her for the, the work on the costume. Um, but, uh, what I did first is I ordered, um, a royal blue athletic top with thumb holes because you have to have the thumb holes. Oh yeah, the, the <laughs> yeah her, her essential. Hand, her hands go through there. I guess that's to help her fly so that her sleeves don't roll up. I guess. Yeah, I mean it would totally blow your sleeves all over the place. <laughs> so and I love I'm I'm all about I'm like one of these people who holds their sleeves all the time. Like I'm doing it right now just as I'm saying this. <laughs> But yeah, so I love the thumb holes and, and I really knew that I wanted to have that as part of my costume. So, um, but that was hard to find. I was like, I can probably just find that like at Dick's Sporting Goods, right? Nope, nope. Um, so I had to order it somewhere on the internet. Um, and then also the symbol, um, the House of L symbol was hard to find in the right colors. <laughs> Um, they all have all the ones that I that I would find would have the yellow background. Oh, right. Yes. And so I couldn't find one. And I would look like I was looking at, you know, Etsy and just online and, you know, Hobby Lobby, <laughs> anywhere that might have a patch or, you know, an embroidery thing. I don't even know what that's called. Applique. Um, and I couldn't find one. And finally, I don't know, I guess I did the right search on Etsy or something because it finally came up. And, and I found one that would work. Um, but it's not, and, and I, the thing is, I used that symbol to base the colors of the rest of my costume on, which was a little bit frustrating because it was more red than like the dark colors that she has, um, which is fine. It's not a huge deal, but I really love like kind, kind of the dark red that she has in her costume. And my, my red ended up being a little bit more just red red but that was why it was because I was I was doing it based on the red that was that was on my chest symbol so anyway those were were the big pieces that I had to like find and then the boots um Daniel actually found those for me he's really good at google (laughs) um I don't know like anytime I can't find something he will find it in like two seconds and I'm not exaggerating it's ridiculous <laughs> but they were huge I have a really skinny legs and these boots were humongous around <laughs> I wish I had taken a picture they were like flopping around <laughs> um, in this ridiculous way and so thankfully the way that they were my neighbor was able to alter them for me. And no joke, she took like three inches out of like the circumference of the (laughs) boot around my leg. So they were, when I say they were big, they were really big. Like we had to downsize them by like half the size. Um, But anyway, we found those. And then she made me the cape and the skirt and the belt after I picked out the fabric. So the belt is actually um, a fabric belt. It's made out of uh, Yaya Han fabric, who's a, Yaya Han is a favorite, a famous cosplayer. Um, and she like makes, makes a lot of really um, unique cosplay fab- fabrics. And so it's kind of like a stretch pleather um, that's gold. And, and I really, really liked that for the belt. So it turned out really good, but she did all of that. And she did the, the stitching that red stitching on the blue shirt that um, Supergirl has that kind of comes up around her armpit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, she she did that stitching. So and she totally like made up how to do it. I don't. She used something that she had. 
Um, so she's a very creative seamstress. That's the thing. You have to be, you can't find professional tailors and seamstresses, I guess. They won't do things like this. And that was the problem we ran into is that you can't just find people. You have to find someone who's willing to be creative um, as well, you know, in, in what they're doing. So so she did a lot of that costume for me and I really love it. <laughs> well, it's so weird because I would think if you were a professional doing those kinds of things already why wouldn't you do that as like your side hustle you could i don't know you could, I don't you know. could earn some extra money by helping people out with their costumes that seems like a no-brainer to me but i guess it's so time consuming that maybe people uh don't want to do that if that's their full-time job they want to do something else with their spare time um but what i but what i love about your costume christy is that it's it's pretty much homemade just like Kara's is on the show she and Wen have to create that suit from whatever they have uh so I think that goes uh very well with the character of Supergirl that you you uh put that together uh through all of those different elements so your neighbor is basically your Wen is, is yes. what I'm saying oh yeah. I should I should tell her that <laughs> she would be like whatever Christy <laughs> But yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> so you had your own personal win to put that together. That is awesome. <laughs> so in terms of actually putting on the suit, you got the cape on, you got the boots, you're ready to go. When you go out and cosplay as Supergirl, what is the best part of that experience? Do you have any like uh, fun stories that go along with that? Or, or what, what's, what's, what, what is it like being Supergirl, I guess is what I'm asking. It is basically the same as being me, except... <laughs> completely different. <laughs> um, no, it's, you know, you're, you're walking anywhere, you know, down the street or, you know, just down the hall of, um, you know, maybe a children's hospital or, you know, wh whatever event that you're doing and you just know everyone recognizes you. Um, and there are times that like you're going to an event. I don't think I've had to stop and get gas as Supergirl. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I've had to do that as other characters before, and it's always interesting. But, yeah, you just know that everyone recognizes who you are, and that's completely different from when I'm me. <laughs> you know, nobody knows who I am. You have a secret identity is what you're saying. Basically, basically. <laughs> Actually, the next thing that I want to do, I, I don't know why I haven't done this. It's silly. Um, but I want to get, like, some fake glasses so I can wear them, like, when I go to events where I'm going to be Supergirl, so I can be, so I can be Kara going to be Supergirl. Uh, and I just haven't done that yet, but they, they always, for these events, like with kids and stuff, they don't want us to come in costume if we can help it at all, because it, um, you don't want to see like Supergirl pulling in to the parking lot. <laughs> you sure. <know>? Sure. <laughs> I mean, um, it, uh, it wouldn't make any sense for Supergirl to be driving a car. I mean, maybe she likes to drive, though. That's what I always tell people. I'm like, I just love driving so much that... <laughs> she did drive uh, Jean's ship, right? Ship car? She has driven the ship slash car. She drove it to Midvale when Alex was bummed out about Maggie. They did take that road trip, so... You know, maybe maybe Kara likes to <laughs> to drive cars every now and then. Maybe, maybe maybe she's you know tired of getting windblown hair all the time. I mean, yeah, totally wrecks your hair. Um, also, just interacting with other specifically superhero cosplayers, and I mentioned that earlier, but that's 
a lot of fun, um, especially if there's a Superman present. So um, we do have several Supermen um, in Cosplay Memphis who, you know, I get to interact with on a, you know, fairly regular-ish basis. And that can be a lot of fun um, just to kind of, I don't know, make cousin jokes and be <laughs> silly. Although sometimes you get confused and say like, had somebody say that that um, he said that I was his sister, and I was like, nope. And then he said, as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, that was definitely wrong. <laughs> Although there are some comics where, uh, not comics I especially enjoy, but uh, there is an instance where Superman and Supergirl are married and have a child. You told me that. And it's weird. It's so weird. really It's really weird. I, I'm not a fan of it. No, that's not that's not right. It's it doesn't it doesn't feel right. Um, but it is a thing that exists. Uh, so there is that. Um, but n- no no sister relation, as far as I know. <laughs> you mentioned cosplay Memphis. Uh, uh, tell our listeners about that. What is it, and and what do you do with them? So cosplay Memphis is a nonprofit. I'm totally reading this right now. A nonprofit <laughs> volunteer based. I was told what to say. Nonprofit volunteer based charity group, and we provide characters um, for themed events. And we're in Memphis, um, so Memphis, the Mid South area. And it's the thing about the characters is you can't use just any character. It has to be characters that are recognizable to children, um, because that's that's mainly the events that we do are for kids. And so it's mostly superheroes. Um, Disney princesses, and uh, we actually get to do Star Wars events sometimes, which is really fun too. Um, but that's those are the main three um, genres of the things that that we will do. And you can request certain certain characters or certain things. So if you want princesses or if you want superheroes, you can make those requests. Um, so with Cosplay Memphis, we mainly work with the local children's hospitals and their support houses. So here in Memphis, we have Le Bonheur and St. Jude. And then the Target House and Ronald McDonald House are their support houses. Um, so that's where the majority of our, of our events are um, or with those organizations. But we, any charity event that focuses on children or people in need, um, we're, we're pretty much up for. And, you know, the thing about that group is that everybody just likes costuming. And they want to use their costumes to do more and wear their costumes more. And so you're, they're pretty much up for doing anything where they get to be in costume, which is pretty much me, too. I'm like, I would like to wear a costume every day, please. So if someone <laughs> could, could get find me a job where I just get to do this every day and could you know make a little bit of money doing it, I would totally be up for it because it's so much fun. Um, I love it. I love... Um, working with the kids and they are just, I mean, these are incredible kids that just their normal is so different from, you know, what I grew up with as a kid. Um, but they're just so resilient and, and their spirits are so high. I actually got knocked over once. Oh no. This little boy, he like gave me this running hug and he totally knocked me over. And I was like, you're so strong. You knocked over Supergirl. <laughs> I was about to say the strength to knock over the Girl of Steel is there's a lot of a lot of strength there. Yeah, that's probably my favorite um, interaction story. Was that little boy? He was so sweet, and um, but all the kids are are like that. They're just they're sweet and and strong, and 
and happy. I mean, they are. They find the joy in their circumstance. Nobody has to tell them to do that. So it's it's really amazing. It's an amazing organization to be part of. And I just love it. I really, really enjoy it. That is so awesome. Uh, so are you actually going in to visit the kids or do, do, do you all have a big event that takes place? Is it like a party? How does, how does all that work? It's usually a party um, or an event that we go for. So they will um, coordinate this with the kids. And so they'll have some of the kids come down and sometimes they will have events where like it's like a reunion type of event. So maybe it's kids... They're, they're inviting like children and their families who have been in that hospital before and are no longer there, but they can come back and, and be part of that um, party and experience. Um, but then there are always people who can't like who, who are maybe refined to the, or not refined, confined um, to their rooms or, you know, maybe they're not able to make it down for the party. And so usually they will take us up like in small groups up to the floors as well. So um, we'll get to go up in like groups of two at a time um, up up to each floor. And that was the time that the little boy knocked me over. That's what we were doing. We actually went up to visit him um, in his room. Um, So, so yeah, both. (laughs) That is an amazing organization. And I'm, I'm really proud of you for doing that because I think that's, that's an amazing thing that you are doing um, especially as Supergirl, because I think Supergirl is a character who would do that kind of thing. Um, yes, absolutely. In in the comics, she actually tries to help a little boy who has cancer and tries to cure him of his cancer. So um, I think that Supergirl is a is a great character to uh, cosplay at those kinds of events because that is absolutely something that she would do. Um, in terms of your um, other cosplay organiza- organization, uh, you and your husband have created Mirror Bright Cosplay. Um, so what, what's that about? What, what, what do you all do with that? So yes, Mirror Bright Cosplay is me and my husband. His name is Daniel, and we are a cosplay team. And we decided to make that official about two years ago. Um, the previous year, uh, we became parents, and we actually took our six-week-old baby to our third Dragon Con. Whoa. <laughs> Which, um, I don't know that I would recommend it, but I would totally do it again. <laughs> I, I, it was a good experience. And to be honest, I think after that, I was like, if I can take this baby to Dragon Con, I can do anything. Sure. That that builds character. <laughs> First uh, Dragon Con, then the world. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that was an interesting experience. But then the following year, uh, which was 2016, that was the year that we did our Flash Supergirl costumes. And um, that Dragon Con was also our first trip together without our daughter. She stayed home with my parents. And that trip was just so needed for us. And it was such a good experience. And I think um, going into it... I kind of had the attitude that maybe maybe cosplay is something that we needed to do less of. And, you know, we, we enjoy Dragon Con. It's something we had enjoyed doing together. And so I knew that we would always want to do that. But, you know, maybe we would just go to Dragon Con once a year and maybe do some little costumes or maybe, you know, rewear some of our previous costumes. But um, maybe it would be kind of a thing of our past. And... 
like I said, that um, that Dragon Con, that's probably my favorite year. Um, I don't know that we can ever top that for me, although Daniel does not feel that way. He, <laughs> he says he already says that he liked this past year better. He always likes whatever the last one was is always his favorite. Sure. Um, but but I really and, and both of us really came away from that Dragon Con saying we need to do more of this instead of we need to do less of this. And so <laughs> um, so that really flipped things um, a little bit for me. And that's when we created Mirror Bright. And that's after that was when I got involved with Cosplay Memphis. I literally Googled cosplay groups in Memphis, and that's what came up. <laughs> um, and, and we started doing more conventions. So, you know, not just Dragon Con. Um, we started expanding a little bit, doing more local conventions and trying to get a little bit more involved locally, like I said, with Cosplay Memphis and, and the local conventions. And just really trying to be part of the cosplay community and it's such a wonderful community to be part of. I think most people in the, the geek community and the cosplay community, um, you know, we're all like misfits. <laughs> <laughs> and for the most part, um, it's a really pleasant place to be. Uh, so, so we've really enjoyed it. And so, and now we're starting to um, do some things on Twitch as well together. So that's part of what we do now. Too. So I guess I can um, mention that now as well. Uh, we are on Twitch as Mirror Bright, and we are currently streaming the game Bioshock Infinite, which was our first costumes that we put together, if you remember. Um, so we're streaming that game in costume right now. What? Which has Ooh. been really fun, and we just started. <laughs> um, we're probably going to, we might do that either tonight, like after, after the, we, this recording is done, we might do that, or... Um, or tomorrow night, but that's been a lot of fun. Just, um, you know, we just do those games together. I don't play, I'm not a gamer, but I provide commentary and interaction and anxiety, (laughs) which is a needed part of gaming. I think probably (laughs) hopefully because I have plenty of it. Well, that's awesome. Um, so that, that's great to hear about all of the, the, personal cosplay stuff that you do and also the great work that you do for charity. Um, the, the last question that I have for you in related in relation to Supergirl and cosplay, um, it's awesome that you cosplay as Supergirl. I think it's amazing. Uh, but if you could cosplay as any other character on the show, who would you pick? Mm, well, Overgirl. Oh yeah. Okay. Ooh. That's the easy answer, right? Because I mean, I've already got the hair and makeup, pretty okay (laughs) but yeah her costume was pretty cool um but other than other than that maybe um Ms. Martian I really like Magan a lot and um like her green Martian outfit would be a huge challenge for me because of it would mean prosthetics and body paint and uh we've done body paint with Daniel before but I have not done it on myself so that would be a new challenge and um and yeah we've never done any prosthetic anything and that would be that would be a fun costume (laughs) to to try to do yeah I guess uh, a lot of cosplay is experimenting and figuring things out um and challenging yourself yeah that's one thing that I would say too um 
if you're getting into cosplay is join like a cosplay group, like not even not like a group of people that are cosplaying together, but like when I was putting together my Overwatch costume, I joined an Overwatch cosplayer um, group, and it, there is actually a group, a, a Mercy group specifically for my character of people who are just, hey, how did you guys do this part of the costume? And the more you read, the more you realize that there is no right or wrong way to do a costume. Like, just figure it out. If you can make it work, great, and tell everybody else how you did it because. <laughs> <laughs> Cosplayers are definitely your best resource for cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and with Overgirl, what what would be the the big thing to do there? I know the difference. The thing that I think about when I think about Overgirl versus Supergirl is the makeup. Overgirl had some serious. Uh, didn't she have a, like a darker lipstick? She had a, a it lot, is a yes. lot of different like like a darker persona anyway. So it, would that would that be the main difference? Of course, I know the suit, but. Um, what, what do you think that would take to do Overgirl? A big thing would be, would be the lip color. I, because when I do Supergirl, I have a very light lip color. It's like light pink. And I was actually a little bit bothered because sometimes they have started putting her in like a darker red, um, lipstick on the show. And I'm like, uh, -uh, that doesn't work for me. (laughs) Um, but I really like, she's got kind of almost a, almost a kind of a neutral pink usually. Um, and they really played that up in, in the scenes with Overgirl because she's got that very, um, like classic dark red lip and it's, it's, it makes such a huge difference. Um, her whole face is a lot more contrasted because of just that change. And they probably did other changes, but I'm not a super makeup person. I'm like just kind of learning a little bit about how to do my own actual makeup, um, in real life. And so, um, but that really changed her, her facial look. Um, their hair looks almost exactly the same to me, but her facial expressions were, um, uh, Melissa did such a great job, very like haughty and mean. <laughs> and so I think that would be the biggest, the biggest thing would be, you've got to, you look like Supergirl. You've got to convince everybody that you are a mean, mean version of Supergirl. Evil. Yeah. If, if, uh, if you're doing Overgirl at Dragon Con, please don't walk around threatening to, uh, cut someone's heart out. Please, please, please don't do that. (laughs) That would not be a cool thing to do. Um, but yeah, you would, you would definitely have to appear a little meaner. Uh, so that, that is part of that commitment, I suppose. Um, well, that's really cool. Well, if, uh, if, if you don't mind participating in one of our favorite segments on Supergirl Radio, um, uh, since this episode of the podcast is about Supergirl cosplay, uh, we have some cosplay-related Snap Judgments. In the game of Snap Judgments, each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. First instincts are recommended, and explanations are unnecessary. So the first one is, uh, all right, so you can only wear one part of Supergirl's costume. Do you choose her cape or her boots? Christy, what would you say? I'd say cape. Okay. Morgan? Hmm. Uh, Boots. I think I'm going to go cape. I think I'm going to go cape on this one. (laughs) I feel like those boots would be good in the rain. You, oh, okay. They are. You they never are know. Good I, they're going to be good in the snowstorm I'm getting tomorrow. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> 
That's that's an interesting thing to think about because I know that uh, in some behind the scenes stuff for Batman v Superman, I think it was Henry Cavill actually talked about how his boots, maybe Superman's boots are a little different, uh, but his boots would fill up with water. And, oh no! And he would he would have to you know occasionally dump it could them backfire out. on me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so just be careful about the super boots. Oh uh, man, just just depends on what kind of boots they are. But we're just gonna imagine that Supergirl's boots are perfect, and they they have no, are they have no flaws. <laughs> They're also blue on the inside. I don't know if anyone has noticed that, but. One thing about cosplaying the character is I, I, I like watch her the whole time I'm watching the show. And the last um, episode I watched, I was like, her boots are blue on the inside. And I had not noticed that before. Huh. Interesting. Put a little primary colors in there uh, to mix it up. <laughs> All right. So the second snap judgment that we have, uh, who would you rather take to a fan convention? Streaky the super cat or Comet the super horse? Morgan, who would you pick? Because I know that you have lots of feelings about Comet the Super Horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, while I do love Comet the Super Horse and that, uh, and that sort of uh, dysfunctional aspect of their relationship, <laughs> I have to go with Streaky on this one because I feel like it's easier to take them to a fan convention. True. You could probably put <laughs> Streaky in your backpack. <laughs> um, Christy, who would you rather take, Streaky the Super Cat or Comet the Super Horse? Um, I'm going to have to go with Streaky. Um, me and Streaky have a special relationship, not because I like cats, because I actually don't like cats, but... Um, Rebecca actually bought my little girl a Streaky the Super Cat plush little animal. And so we Aww. have a we have a Streaky residing in our home. <laughs> well, I figured Supergirl needed a, a Streaky the Super Cat. And uh, we, we need to introduce your daughter to the Supergirl mythos early. So I'm glad that <laughs> Streaky has found a home, um, even though you I think you also have a dog, don't you? So um we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna hope that Streaky is not one. not gonna cause any <laughs> any problems <laughs> in the household. Um, for me, when I think about Dragon Con, I think about lots of walking, which normally I'm fine with. I you know I have a Fitbit, I got to get my steps in. Um, but it would be kind of nice to have transportation in between uh, hotels for Dragon Con if I'm going. Um, so I'm going to have to go comment the super horse on this one uh, just just for the transportational <laughs> aspect of it. You're just, you're just using Comet. Really, that's what it is. Now, if I wanted to take someone with me to like hang out with, I, I think Streaky's the better option because Streaky would probably be that snarky friend that you take to panels and joke with in the back row. Uh, I think that would be why I would take Streaky, but I think Comet is the the more practical <laughs> practical companion for a fan convention. Okay, so the next snap judgment is what's the better cosplay mashup, Super Alex Danvers or Guardian Manhunter? So would you rather see uh, an Alex Danvers who was more like a Supergirl or would you rather see uh, a mix of Guardian and Martian Manhunter together? Christy, what, what is your uh, expert cosplay uh, opinion on this? My heart says Super Alex because I just love Kara and Alex, but from the cosplay, you had to throw the cosplay thing in there. Um, I would love to see Guardian and Martian Manhunter. That would be really cool. So I guess I'm going to go with that. <laughs> Morgan, what is what is your answer? Super Alex Danvers or Guardian Manhunter? I think I'd go Super Alex Danvers. I think I'm going to go Guardian Manhunter on this one. 
I think I think you could do some some cool things with that. Maybe use the guardian guardian suit, but maybe add some Martian Manhunter flair into it. Um, I think that's that's where I see that going. Um, but yeah, maybe somebody will actually cause these are free ideas, people. <laughs> we are just putting them out there into the universe. You can take them. <laughs> take them. I want to see someone do this. Um, okay, so the next one. Steampunk Supergirl or Steampunk Martian Manhunter? What do you think uh, would be the better cosplay? Uh, Christy, what do you think? I got to go with my girl. Steampunk Supergirl. Uh, Morgan, what are your (laughs) thoughts? Which one would you rather see? Yeah, I also got to do Steampunk Supergirl. I would also uh, say Steampunk Supergirl. I think there's way more options for that. Um, I think a lot of the steampunk that I've seen are closely related to the bombshell Supergirl. Um, so a lot of like ruffly stuff in the costume. Uh, I think some people have done some really cool stuff with steampunk Supergirl. So that I would agree. I think we were three for three on that one. So uh, steampunk, st- steampunk Supergirl is a hit. Okay, so the next one is better villain cosplay opportunity. So if you were going to cosplay as a villain, which one would you rather do? Rain or Queen Rhea? Uh, Morgan, which one do you think is the better villain cosplay? Oh, Queen Rhea all the way, I think. <laughs> well, you, you did get to wear a crown. You get to wear so much with that. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, Christy, which one would you uh, would you rather uh, cosplay as a villain if you were going to do that? Uh, same. Queen Rhea all the way, definitely. I think I would choose Queen Rhea as well. I think Rain, Rain is fine. Like, her costume works. But uh, I think Queen Rhea is, is if you were going to cosplay, I think that would be the more f- fun one to do because you have different options. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, also three for three on that one. Um, okay, so the last and most important snap judgment of the, <laughs> of the episode. Everything hinges on this snap judgment. Um, so Helen Slater's Supergirl costume. Headband or no headband? Which one do you prefer? Christy. No, no headband. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Morgan, which one uh, do you prefer? I'm going headband all the way. (laughs) You laugh a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to say no headband. Uh, It's just, I think they tried something. They made a choice. (laughs) I don't know many people who wear their headband like that either. That's why... (laughs) It's like dead across her forehead. I don't know, but I mean, Christy, that is, if you wanted to mix up versions of Supergirl, <laughs> you could try that one out. That one is uh, canon in the comics. Um, there is a, a, a history behind the headband look. It was <laughs> uh, it's, it was originated in the Supergirl, the movie production, or I guess the pre-production, really. They were going to go with the headband look for the movie. Um, it was also encouraged to be added into the comics, the, which it was going to serve as a symbol of Supergirl's Kryptonian citizenship, so it actually had a purpose. Um, but as far as I understand, the reason that the headband didn't make it into the final version of Supergirl, the movie, was because, surprise, surprise, it didn't test well with audiences. <laughs> <laughs> I am shocked. <laughs> People did not respond well to the headband look. People are wrong. <laughs> we could have, today, Melissa Benoist. We could have had it all. We could have, we could have had another headband look. Although, 
there is a nod to the headband in the Supergirl pilot when Wynn and Kara are sort of trying to figure out her costume and what it might look like. So it is there in in the show, <laughs> just not full on. Uh, but if you do read the comics, you'll know that uh, the headband look did stay in, in the comic book mythology, even though the movie didn't go with it, <laughs> which is kind of, it sort of stinks for the comic book people because they did it because the movie was going to do it. And then the movie decided not to do it. And then they were kind of stuck with the headband look in the comics. But it did stay there until Supergirl died in Crisis on Infinite Earths. So the headband look died when Supergirl did. Uh, So I guess that's fitting. No judgments on your snap judgments. All right. Well, thank you all for participating in all of our snap judgments that we had. Uh, Some really tough choices we had to make a call but uh that's always a lot of fun so i think that's uh, gonna do it for uh this episode on supergirl cosplay so that that ends our cosplay discussion but before we wrap up we have some listener feedback we need to get to uh first up is an email from daryl who wrote in with a question in response to our saturn girl character spotlight episode he asks quote how do you feel about the show only showing one of emra's many powers and not even alluding to her having more than just one Uh, just the one power of telekinesis. My theory is that they don't want another superhero coming onto the show that might be more powerful than Supergirl, so they feel that they have to depower Imra since Kara is the lead and therefore must be the most powerful one on the show, unquote. Uh, So, Morgan, what do you think about that? What do do you think about uh, Imra's powers as depicted on the show? Do you you think that they are trying to stifle her a little bit, or do you think we'll see more than... Uh, her her telekinesis uh, mind powers. I feel like they should just let her fly free. Uh, no, it's actually, <laughs> actually, it's interesting because I just listened to uh, the spotlight I missed last week on uh, on Saturn Girl, and I had no idea that she had, like, mind powers uh, in the comics. Like, we're not getting any of that, really, um, so far in the, the show. So, I, I, you know what? I think that Daryl's probably right. I think it's probably because you've got it's a show about supergirl so you want supergirl to be the most powerful and saturn girl has seemingly a lot of powers and a lot of very powerful powers so i think that they were like well, telekinesis seems like a good one let's give her that yeah i think that there probably is something to that about how they want supergirl to be the one who saves the day but i think by the end of the season if the world killers come together like they are they're going to be tough to go up against. I mean, we saw what happened to Supergirl when she went up against just the one world killer. She she was mightily defeated. Uh, so I think they're, they're going to need all of the powers that they can muster to defeat all of these world killers. So I have a feeling that even though we've only seen a little bit of what Saturn Girl can do, I think we'll, we'll probably get to see more of it as the season progresses. And after doing the spotlight, Morgan, I got a little worried about Imra. I was getting worried too, listening to it. I was like, no, uh-oh. <laughs> Cause it does seem like she just likes to, um, throw herself, like be self-sacrificial, just like throw herself in front of any situation. It's like, somebody's got to die. She's like, I volunteer. <laughs> yeah. Imra, just let somebody else die for a change. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> always have to be you. It doesn't have to be you all the time. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm a little concerned about Emra, but I think if they do go the route of her being uh, sacrificial and giving herself up, you know, in, in a big way to, you know, possibly die to save 
the world to save someone else. Maybe that will give her an opportunity. I hate to say this, but maybe it'll maybe her death will give her an opportunity to shine and show what she can really do. Uh, so I hope I hope her her death isn't required for that. I hope they can show her be powerful without killing her. Uh, but I am a little concerned uh, just because of her comic book history and uh, the things that she has done before. So we'll see what uh, they have in store for us with Saturn Girl uh, by the end of the season. But I, I think uh, I have a suspicion that we we just haven't seen everything yet. Yeah, fingers crossed we see more of her in the, the upcoming season, like learn a little bit more about her. Um, so we have an email from Anika who wrote in after listening to our Forgotten of Supergirl episode. Uh, Anika writes, ever since Bizarro's episode in season one, I've been waiting for her return. Do you think she will ever wake up? Um, then there's Brainy. Just after two episodes, he disappeared. And Miss Tessmacher disappeared, too. What do you think? I mean, I think of, of that whole list, definitely uh, the top is Miss Tessmacher coming back. <laughs> I mean, where's she been? <laughs> well, she was in that episode uh, titled For Good. When she unknowingly poisoned Lena Luther. I mean, maybe she's not working there anymore. Maybe she uh, was have fired. That? Have we considered that poisoning your boss, even unknowingly, can be bad for your career? That was not her best <laughs> moment. I mean, who among us hasn't accidentally poisoned a couple of our bosses? So there was that. Um, I am a little disappointed in us, Morgan, because, and I think it it was bound to happen uh, when we did our Forgotten of Supergirl episode that we would forget <laughs> some <laughs> some characters who have been forgotten. We're going to we're going to have to do a follow up the Forgotten of the Forgotten of Supergirl. <laughs> yeah, yes. It just becomes like an inception where it just we just go, get so many levels down <laughs> because we did forget about some characters who had been forgotten. Um, so Bizarro as far as I know is still in that coma that they put her in. I don't think we've heard anything else from her and I, I would love to see Bizarro come back I got really attached to her because she had that really sweet ending scene with Kara and so I would love to see Bizarro come back um, but we haven't seen her since season one and with Brainy I mean we still have the Legion of Superheroes in season three so I I have a, have a pretty good feeling that uh, we haven't seen the last of Brainy yeah I don't think Brainy is gone I think Brainy uh, is just like in another room so they don't have to pay the actor for those episodes. <laughs> They're like, you know, we don't we don't really have time to do a brainy storyline. So he's just gonna be off fixing the ship. As as we say on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, he has been the jacks of many episodes. Just off in a corner fixing the ship. Don't worry about him. He's there but is he? <laughs> He's there somewhere. I mean, that that Legion cruiser, it just, it has a lot of problems. And there's just, there's so many rooms that you can uh, conveniently not be in. <laughs> so I don't think uh, we've seen the last of Brainy. I think he'll he'll show back up. It would be funny if we just saw his boots in like one scene, like, <laughs> like they used to show Superman in like the first season. I mean, uh, that's all you need, really, just to know that someone is there. Just show their He's boots. He's right there. They, his boots are there. That's where he is. Uh, so we'll we'll see him uh, probably on down the road. All right. Well, that's going to do it for all of our feedback. And, and for this episode of Supergirl Radio, I think that's going to wrap us up. So thank you so much, Christy, for coming on and speaking with us about what you do and how you represent Supergirl. I think all, all of the things that you do as Supergirl are just uh, amazing. And I, I, I just I thank you for doing that because I think you do a really good job of representing Supergirl and the House of L. Um, where can our listeners find you and Cosplay Memphis and Mirror Bright Cosplay? Where, where can we uh, find you on the internet? Um, 
so for, and by the way, thank you for having me. I totally enjoyed it. And, um, and this has been so much fun. Uh, so for Mirror Bright Cosplay, we are primarily on Instagram uh, as Mirror Bright Cosplay. So you can find us there. Um, and then, like I said, we are also on Twitch and that's, we're just mirror bright on Twitch. And if you come on there, you can chat with us about anything. So if you want to talk to us about cosplay or anything else, or just be our friends, that's a great way to do it. Just come hang out with us on Twitch. Um, we'll be gaming and and talking to people. Um, and we're also on Facebook as mirror bright cosplay. And we're also on Twitter as the mirror bright which cracks me up. Uh, regular Mirror Bright was already taken. <laughs> oh, who took it? That's not right. Um, and then Cosplay Memphis is just, it's C-A-U-S-E, so cause-play Memphis. That's such a good pun, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I did not make that up. That is the founder did that. She's awesome. Um, but but they're, they're on Facebook. And, and so if you are local in the Memphis area and you have an event that you uh, want some characters for, we would love to be part of that. Um, just send us a message. I think there's also a, a website, so you can just Google us as well. Um, but yeah, that's where we are. Well, if you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. And you can share any of your thoughts, whether you uh, agree with anything that we say on the podcast or if you disagree. Uh, we would love to hear your thoughts. So you can email us there. You can also post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. Uh, you can also leave us a voicemail and, uh, when you call 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Google Play, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify, where we not only have our podcast episodes, but we have a playlist there that includes music featured on the show. So any music that appears on the show, we have that. We have music about Supergirl, music that includes something about Supergirl, the Supergirl soundtrack. We've got all of that stuff. Really great playlist, so you can check that out. We are also listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com forward slash dc-fans. We are available on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher Radio, so if you have some time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review. And while uh, we are on a break from the show, I think it's a good time to maybe pop on over to uh, Apple Podcasts and maybe write us a review. That would be really cool if you did that. Um, And if you need any of these links that I've just mentioned, you can find them on the right side of the page over at SupergirlRadio.com. Supergirl Radio is part of the DC TV Podcast Network. So if you also like Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, iZombie, Black Lightning, Krypton, Titans, and classic DC TV shows, you can subscribe to DC TV Podcasts on Apple Podcasts and follow at DCTV Podcast on Twitter and like DCTV Podcast on Facebook. And Krypton is coming up. It is. It's it's happening. <laughs> it is a show <laughs> that is about to happen. It is a show that you will be able to watch. <laughs> <laughs> we should write the blurbs for it, Rebecca. I mean, we, we've spoken so highly of it. Krypton, this is television. <laughs> <laughs> Krypton, it's a television show. Um, yeah, so Krypton is premiering this this month. So if you want an, an, another piece of Superman, Supergirl-related media, uh, that's a show to check out. I'm very interested in it because it has 
uh, not only the Krypton stuff, it's got some Kryptonese, which you know I love. Yeah. Um, and it's going to have Brainiac in there. Very exciting. Um, so we, we get two shows on TV that are going to be dealing with Krypton. So I'm, I'm interested to see how different they portray Krypton versus the Supergirl Krypton. It would probably be a little bit different, uh, but we'll have to see what the differences actually are. So it's very exciting. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at DerbyKid. Uh, that's D D E R B Y K I D, and Instagram at the Derby Kid. So uh, we, ha- I had a little situation, Christy, like you guys did with Mirror Bright cosplay. Uh, Derby Kid was already taken. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I don't man. know. I don't know who would have done that. Crazy. Uh, so, so I have a T-H-E in front of that on Instagram. Uh, you can watch some videos of mine over at YouTube.com slash DuckMilkProd. Uh, Christy and her husband Daniel, who cosplays as The Flash, who is a really great Flash, by the way. I want to want to brag on him for a little bit. Uh, he doesn't just dress up in the Grant, Gu- the Grant Gustin costume. He has lightning bolts that appear uh, that run up and down his costume like the Flash would have if he was running. So it's very cool. If you ever show up at Dragon Con and you see a Flash that actually has lightning bolts on him, uh, go up and say hi, because uh, that is probably <laughs> Daniel. Uh, so uh, I, I think you should check him out. But uh, if you want to go to my YouTube channel, you can see uh, some of Christy and Daniel in my uh, most recent Dragon Con video. I think that was, uh, I'm so behind in my Dragon Con videos. Uh, so that was probably two years ago uh, when that happened, uh, when they did that. So uh, you can check that out there. I'm also a contributor to the JLU podcast, which you can find over at jluniverse.podomatic.com. We're still talking about Wonder Woman and Justice League. So if you're interested in that, give it a listen. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Mojotastic. That's M-O-J-O-T-A-S-T-I-C. I'm also a co-host of the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. Um, and we are, since, you know, since Supergirl's off, why not give Legends of Tomorrow uh, a try? Or, you know, don't and just listen to the podcast. We're cool with it either way. <laughs> That's true. You don't you don't have to watch the show. You can you just... don't really have to watch. I mean, you you should because it's actually very enjoyable. But you don't have to is the point that we're making. But you you should you should listen to the podcast and maybe like maybe review it. Maybe a nice review. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah, I highly recommend it. One of my favorite podcasts, even though I don't listen to the podcast. And here's <laughs> here's here's our weekly uh jet airplane that flies over Rebecca's house. Um, I was waiting for it. It, 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 <laughs> it, it. it was coming. It really was. It was coming. Uh, I would just like to think that that's the Legion of Superheroes uh, cruiser. They finally got it fixed. Well, Brandy's been working on it for so many episodes. <laughs> that's what he's been doing. <laughs> he fixed it. They're flying uh, over my house. That's where they are. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Legends of Tomorrow podcast. Give it a listen. Uh, just as the show might be enjoyable, I think the podcast is like a thousand times more enjoyable. So uh, I love what, love what you guys are doing over there. All right. Well, uh, until next time, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. I'm still Morgan Glennon. And we think Astro was wrong. Supergirl doesn't need to rethink the cape. Supergirl.